You're now tuning in to his Sports Talk Podcast, produced by the Right Way Sports Network and CEO Malik Wright. Be sure to follow the team's social media on Instagram at TWSNet, on Twitter at TWSNet, and on Facebook at the Right Way Sports Network. We want to change the way you view sports and get your information. And there's only one way to do that. The Right Way. Welcome to Factland, Fact Fans. I'm Alex. That guy over there is Steven, and we are back with another weekly episode on the podcast. And you are tuning in now to the facts. We're going to do everything we can, just like every single week, to make sure this is the best piece of content you've consumed in your entire life. Uh, we have a lot to pack uh, to unpack today, from social justice that has nothing to do with sports, and all the way to we're going to pick, put in a couple more uh, sports topics this week, too. But before we jump in, I want to talk about Anchor. Anchor is the platform that uh, that our podcast runs off of the most. You, you, If you want to support our podcast, you can go to anchor.com. It's in my, my Instagram bio, Stephen's Instagram bio, uh, our, the facts, Instagram pages bio. It's, it's everywhere. You can find it anywhere. But to go there to Anchor, you can watch our podcast on any single platform you want to, or you can even give a monthly donation if you feel like you want to. Uh, with that being said, we, there's a lot to unpack today uh, with everything, not just not just sports, but uh, the the state that our country, the United States of America, is in. And I know you feel very strongly about it, Stephen. Would you like to say something? Well, it's tough to unravel, you know. I mean, first of all, just a disgusting video came out a little over a week ago with a uh, white police officer, you know, putting his knee on the neck of Mr. George Floyd. And because of that, Mr. Uh, George Floyd couldn't get any air. And as the autopsy showed, you know, he died because of that. It was a brutal murder. There's no other way around it. There's no way to say that it was anything other than that. It was a murder. It was a hate crime. And he should be convicted of first or second degree murder, uh, they need to up the charges because they have it at third degree right now. Uh, I don't know, man. It was disgusting. I couldn't stomach the video. The video just made me, I mean, it literally made me nauseous just watching it. I I don't know, the, these protests and all that have been going on, and rightfully so, I think, and I hope that they've opened up some eyes. I hope that some people have realized you know, it's not just enough to say, hey, I'm not racist. We have to hold our friends accountable. We have to hold our families accountable. We have to do this and that to change where we're at in in this world today. I completely agree. See, I think there's a big problem with, uh, with the way we work, and I think it's uh, a lot of people on both sides of the spectrum try to turn into a white versus black thing. But uh, – a good buddy of mine posted a, a photo the other day that really that really made me open my eyes and look at it like this and feel like everyone should look at it like this. It's not white versus black. If you're white, you should not look at it like the black people are accusing you of anything, and if and vice versa. It's everyone versus racism. It's not. It, there's no standing on the side. There's no. There's no saying I'm going to stay out of this. 
You have to be actively against racism, and I think everyone in America should be that way. And if you aren't that way, then you need to look at yourself and realize just who who you're fighting for. I would rather, okay, I would rather upset some of my white friends than bury some of my black friends, and that is completely and utterly 100% the truth. There is there's no way that uh, that you can defend the actions of that police officer in any way uh, I've seen even me and Steven live in Mississippi. One of our, one of the cities in Mississippi, the mayor of the town of Petal was, I mean, he's just, a, he was actively supporting the police officer that murdered George Floyd. I believe like, do, that do you want me to read problem. off that? Do you want me to read off that tweet he sent real quick? Yeah. 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 The, he was, he was, the, the, he was, go ahead. An elected official I'm, – I'm just going to go ahead and get it straight before, before someone hears this. An elected official in Petal, Mississippi, uh, somewhere very close to where me and Stephen live, this was his statement. And this was in reply to another tweet. He has since deleted the tweet and his entire Twitter account, so I cannot see the tweet that he was replying to. But this is what he said. How Mark's mayor – of Petal, Mississippi, stated, if you were talking about the incident in Minnesota, I didn't see anything unreasonable. If you can say you can't breathe, you're breathing. Most likely that man died of overdose or heart attack. Video doesn't show his resistance that got him in that position. Police are being crucified for no reason. Let me start off in in attacking that statement by saying, Alex, you know, me and you have been, we've been friends since, what, we were five years old? Yeah. When we were younger, as fun, we used to put each other in chokeholds, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just joking, you know, roughhousing like, like like kids do. When, let's just say I put you in a chokehold and you're struggling and gasping for air, what's the first thing that would come to mind to say? I can't breathe, exactly. See, that, that's the point. Uh, uh, that, don't, don't, there's no need to even get into the logistics, uh, the, the logistics of what this man said. This man, this is the problem. See, this is a small town in Mississippi. I know a lot of the listeners right now don't even know what Petal, Mississippi is and they damn sure don't know who this man is because I didn't before he said this racist shit. But let me just jump right into it. There is no way to try to work around or or prove him wrong. This man is a racist. That's, That's all there is. He has to be a racist to feel this way because there is no way you can watch that video and and come to the conclusion that the police officer is in the wrong. And this this mayor has had time after time since this statement to resign, to stand down, and he is yet to do it. And now he is doubling down and saying that none of his remarks were racist. When I tell you that – and most of, most of the listeners, like I said, don't know where Petal, Mississippi is. It's a very small town. This mayor really ain't, doesn't have any say-so in anything that actually goes on because he is a small-town mayor who uh, – to be honest, no one cares about. But he represents a big problem, a bigger problem in not just Petal, Mississippi, but in America. Because we have guys like this who were elected. I mean, it's not like the people elected some guy like this to, to run a city. And now it's coming out that he's this type of guy. These type of people should not be running anything. These type of people should be uh, – these type of people – there's no excuse or there's no reason they should feel this way. There, there's absolutely no way. If any, if, if I have a friend or if I have someone or even if a listener, if a fan of the show is listening right now and you condone of what that police officer did, 
then let, then stop watching. I don't want I don't want your view on this podcast, and I don't want you as a friend. If you are genuinely condoning what the officer did, if you are trying to make excuses for what that officer did to George Floyd, then I don't want you as a friend. I don't want you as an as a acquaintance. Officer Chavin, I believe, was his name. Officer Chavin had his knee in George Floyd's neck for upwards of nine minutes. And Hal Marks, this breathing expert from Petal, Mississippi, claims that he didn't see anything unreasonable. Are Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I don't even want to say his name anymore. I don't. I don't like the fact that uh, that he's actually getting some kind of some kind of publicity off of this because there's actually going to be some people as sick as it is there's going to be some people who now like this yeah, this random even more now that he said this and that that's the problem that's the complete problem there's that i don't think that racists are the majority they're not that racists are not the majority of people but the little minority of racists make it bad make the world bad for every single non-racist in the entire world that's why it's no it's not okay to stand back and say I'm not racist, but you have to actively fight what they're doing because not only does it does it look bad on them, it looks bad on all of us, on the entire human race. It looks bad when we are judging people based off the color of their skin. Now, you know we we talk about this and we're we're talking about this police officer. And to the United States credit, the overwhelming majority has come out in support of George Floyd. The overwhelming majority. I would I would even claim. Ninety-nine percent of comments and things I've said I've seen have been, you know, positive and saying, you know, talking about what a brutal murder it was and how that cop should face life in prison. To the one percent that support that police officer, I have no other words to use than "fuck you." Um, but let, let's talk about a little, little more uh, controversial topic: the the riots that have been going on around the United States, and at first. I didn't understand them at first. I, I was one of those people that, you know, would, would be like, man, it, what that police officer did was tragic, and what he did was nothing short of a brutal murder, and he should be sentenced to life in prison. And if he, you know, I wanted the book thrown at him. I, want him put, I, want, I wanted him put under the jail cell. But I was saying that that's horrible and all, but this destroying the property has to stop. We have to stop these riots. We have to stop this looting of stores and all of these things. And while I still think that that needs to stop, I saw something today that really made me, that really made me think of what I had been, uh, uh, of what, of that exact statement is what I'm trying to say. Why, why instead of, you know, a lot of people say it's horrible that an innocent black man was killed, but destroying property has to stop. Why are we not saying it's horrible that property is being destroyed, but the killing of the innocent black man has to stop. Why are we viewing it in that way? We're prioritizing the wrong part is what I'm trying to say. Does that make any sense? Completely agree. And I'm not going to speak on it too much because I, don't, I, I can't feel exactly how people of color feel. So I'm not going to speak on their pain on what makes them uh, react. I know that different people feel different ways about things. And there's a lot of people of color and uh, activist leaders who who are – extremely against the rioting and there's some that are for it and i think you know i think it's best for them to do what they think will work it if i if i thought if i thought that rioting right now would end racism 
then I would be rioting in every single place I could think of. I, if I thought that rioting could end racism, I would do that just that. And I think the people rioting, they're doing it for a good talk. They're doing it because they think it can end racism. So that is the that is the reason. I mean, I mean, and same with the peaceful protesters. The people who are protesting peacefully, that that in their eyes is going to end racism. So I think it's not a matter of they're rioting because they're mad. They're doing whatever they believe will stop racism. And and some people think that's rioting. Some people think that's staying very peaceful. Regardless of the situation, it needs to stop. Regardless of how we get there, we have to figure out some way, some sort of way to stop, you know, being against each other all the time. We have to love each other. We have to, we have to all watch out for each other instead of being against each other 100% of the time. Like it, there are so many ways to judge people in today's world. Like, it, you're either judged because because you're you're white or you're black or you're Hispanic. There, there's already rich, poor, big, small. Like, there's so many ways that we judge each other instead of looking at each other as fellow humans. And we, as a group, have to start stopping, stop looking at each other based off you know their physical appearance, and instead start judging each other based off who they are as a human. I agree one hundred percent. And last night I was uh you know, scrolling through Twitter as I as I normally do and I came across a video posted by Emmanuel Laco. And if you haven't seen it, it's about nine and a half minutes and man, I would really challenge you all to go watch that video. And it, it to especially, you know, my white viewers and and the white people listening to our show, I'd really challenge you to just take nine and a half, ten minutes out of your day and just go watch what he has to say. And in the video yeah, he covered a lot of different topics, but one that really stuck out to me was talking about equality and all these people saying, you know, you know, we have equal rights. We've had equal rights since 1965 and things like that. And he made a really good point about that, talking about, let's just say two people lined up to start a race. And Alex, let's just say me and you, and I let you get a 200-yard head start on me while they held me back. What's the only way I'm catching up to you? is if we do something about you. We have to we have to stop you and he worded it a lot better than I ever could and I, I can't word it right can't word it right right now, but he made it he made it really good and was talking about how we have to somehow bring that runner and put him on a golf cart or whatever and get him up. We have to make it equal. And I know I've just butchered this and I've not done a good job of telling what he said. But I would really challenge everybody to go just listen to his Twitter video and because I didn't do it justice but it, it, it was really good. I understand what you're saying. I think the viewers understand exactly what the point you're trying to get across to that. And I think that most people, people I associate myself with, there is not one person that I genuinely associate myself with that is in any way condoning this behavior or uh, condoning the behavior of, of racism or anything like that. I, I know that I've associated myself with the right people that we all stand as a group and believe that, and we are all actively fighting against the racism. But I, but the thing is, I know, I know there's people that, that aren't even that far away from me. There's people that, that, that you, you see, everyone sees someone every single day who, who thinks that they are superior because of their color of their skin. And that's just, or, or they think someone is beneath them, or they think that someone is dangerous or something because of the color of their skin, or even if it's not that cut and dry, they might just, they might not even know, but they might subconsciously, genuinely uh, uh, take, think of themselves over someone else because of the color of their skin. That's just the way it works. I mean, 
we all as a group have to have to work together. Like we have to work together to stop racism. That's that, and I've said it a thousand times on in this in the sixteen minutes that we've been rolling. But I I, I want to stress this enough that everyone has to come together and just stop the racism. It's not it's not a color issue. And if you're making it a color issue, if you're a white person, and when you talk about what's going on, if you use the word black people, then you are, then you're being racist because it's not black people that are protesting. It's not black people. That are that are rioting. It's everyone. It's it's everyone who's not a racist is pissed at the things that are going down. It's not. And of course, I understand how people of color have have a certain way they feel about it. And we, I can't never, I can't actually know their pain, but I do understand 100% completely that I'm going to stand with them and fight for them. I, I agree 100% with everything you just said. It's. I don't know what has to change. I don't, I'm, I don't know exactly. I don't know the magic button that we push to to become an equal, to to have equality and to have justice. I I don't know, but I do know that I will do everything in my power to make sure that I I stand behind my African American friends and stand behind them and let them know that I'm on their side. Yeah, I, I'm I am I'm incredibly. Saddened by the, by the things that have happened over the course of this past week, uh, with you know the racism and everything, and I genuinely maybe this is blind hope, but I genuinely believe something will change because something has to change. If nothing changes, it's just going to get worse and worse. So something will change. There's there's no way we can keep going on the way we've been going on. Something will change, and there will be a world of equality for all of us. It's just going to, it's, it's got to happen. It's going to happen. I mean, we came far, but not far enough. If you know what I'm saying, like it, it's only going to keep on going further and further. We're going to get better and better at this as a society. And, uh, it's not going to be long until everyone is equal. And I, and I genuinely, I genuinely believe that maybe it's just me being too hopeful, but that's exactly what I believe. I agree 100%. No justice, no peace. The war isn't over until yep. we're all equal. Now, it's going to be hard to segue after talking about something so heavy to talk about sports. And, you know, a lot of times when we when we talk about sports, we act like there's su- it's such big news or such crucial things going on in sports. But when things like this happen, it really just lets us see how really uh, not important sports are like of course we love them i mean me and you Stephen, we have an entire this entire podcast is dedicated to sports but when things like this happen it's obvious that uh there are things much more important that go down every single day in our country that uh i don't think get as much get talked about as much sports so me and Stephen wanted to get on and just start the show off with how we feel and give them a statement about the recent events that have happened with that being said I think we're going to segue into a, a little bit of sports talk, uh, ending this segment or whatever. I want to say, uh, I stand with people's color and I stand against racism. What would you like to say? Stephen? Ending, closing. I, I, I agree 100%. The, this, this war will not be over until we're all equal. And that's something that I will strive every day for. And that's something that I've always strived for. But I, I'm slow. I, I've realized, you know, now that it's not just enough for me to say I'm not racist. 
But I have to go out there and do something about it. I have to hold my friends and family accountable. I have to go out there and actively try and make a change, and that's something that I'm definitely going to start doing. I've started doing over this past week. It's something that I've never really thought about before, and I, I wish I would have, but it's it's time for a change. With that being said, we have two more topics we're going to talk about uh, today on this podcast, and one of them is college football player, college athletes getting paid. Steven, I think we have two differing philosophies on this a little bit. Uh, so, so do you believe and how, how should college athletes get paid and do you believe they should be paid? Um, I'm, I'll start off by saying obviously, yes, I do believe that student athletes should be paid. I understand that they get a little stipend now and you are probably going to try to use that against me and say, well, they already get paid. But I'm saying I think that they should get paid a much larger percent of the revenue that they bring in. As far as how to do it, that's something that I've put a lot of thought to. And to be honest with you, I really don't know the answer. I don't know the answer of how you tell Trevor Lawrence and Mississippi State or, you know, or some small – what's a smaller school? Smaller D1, Power 5, Kansas. We'll say how, how do Trevor Lawrence and the Kansas third-string offensive linemen, do they make the same? Do they make different – I don't know how to do that, and that's something I struggle with. But overall, my my full thought process goes back to, yes, they should be paid. These students bring in millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of dollars for their respective universities. I will go as far to say that with a lot of schools, if there's no football, there might not be a university. Do you agree with that or disagree? We'll start by that. I'll say there's definitely school. There's there's schools that – are are what they are because of football. I'm not sure if they're a university because of football because they were a university before they ever started playing football. They didn't Yeah, they, but they, they weren't they weren't they weren't the size. They weren't they didn't have all these costs going out. They have you know, they have they didn't have 20 to 60,000 students like they do now. They I I just especially with a lot of the bigger ones and I'm talking about the Clemsons, the Alabamas, all this, the Texas A&Ms. I know that they make revenue on on students. I understand that, but I'm not sure that they are even anywhere close to what they are today without the sport of football. Maybe they're still around, but they're definitely a lot smaller, a lot more frugal with their spending, certainly. I don't understand why these college athletes are not getting paid. They're bringing, Like I said, they're bringing in so much money for their universities and getting a $600 stipend every month, along with, and you're going to point out that they get tuition, but a student with a 30 ACT gets tuition. Let's use you as an example, Alex. I don't think you'd mind me saying that. You have a 30 on your ACT, and you have a scholarship to the University of Southern Miss. What is the difference between you and we'll say, we'll, we'll use Brett Favre. He's a superhero at our school. Brett Favre and you. You both got the exact same thing aside from a $600 stipend. Do you think that you bring in the same amount of revenue to the University of Southern Mississippi that Brett Favre brought in? No, I don't believe that I bring in the same amount of revenue of Southern, of the University of Southern Mississippi that Brett Favre brought, brought in. But I think I bring in the same amount of revenue that then. I think I, believe I bring in the same amount of revenue that he did. Well, that, that's tough, and that's something that I, I – alluded to early in my early in my argument was I don't know how you would say, for instance, the third third string kicker at Southern Miss 
and Jack Abraham, who's the quarterback at Southern Miss, for those of you that don't know, would make the exact same thing because clearly, you know, fans aren't coming to watch the third-string kicker, I think, as we all know. So I don't know how you would differentiate. Do you have do you have tiers where certain, you know, where first team gets this, second team gets this, third team gets this? But I don't know because then I think it becomes a war in the locker room when somebody beats out somebody for a starting job. This is my thing. This is my thing. I think if we could, if it, if there was a logical way to just pay every single college athlete and everyone's happy, it makes everyone happy, I am completely for that. I am definitely not a anti college students getting paid because I'm a college student myself and I know the struggle. I know that it would feel great to have a little bit of money coming in. With that being said, there's definitely a, a flaw in the system and in, in that there's actually no real way to, to do this. There's no real fair way to, to get this done. Uh, I think the best thing no, that I, and I agree because you're either being you're either being unfair to the to the lower tier players, or you're being unfair to the high tier players. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. My thing is, if you want to raise the stipend, I think that's the best the best plan of action to go with here. That uh, if it's six hundred dollars right now, make it a thousand. A thousand what, what, The way it is is it's six hundred dollars for those living on campus, so basically freshmen, and I believe it's twelve hundred for those living off campus, those who are paying apartment dues and all that. But see, I'm not sure how much more you need to live. I mean, you are getting. I'm not. I'm free. not. I'm not saying that they can't live off of it. I, I, I think me and you both know as college students that we could certainly live off six hundred dollars a month in college. Don't you agree? Yeah, easily. Because we're not doing it. We're living off a hundred dollars a month, and we're doing just fine. But my argument is these players are putting their lives and their futures on the line every, thing, every single time that they step out and wear that college uniform and represent their school and they're not getting enough, I don't know, enough money because of it. Me and you, it we're was, regular students, and yes, we could live off of that, and that would be a pay raise for us, and we would think, man, this is awesome. We have no worries in the world. But we're also not every Saturday going out there and risking tearing our ACL and losing millions and millions and millions of dollars. It will ruin the sport of college sports. It will ruin college sports if paying athletes, because if 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 you give a if you give a college a salary cap, or if you give a college say, all right, you can start paying the athletes. It will ruin the sport of football because football is already extremely top heavy. We see Oklahoma, Clemson, and Alabama, uh, Ohio State. We see. Four teams and, and a couple more absolutely dominate every single year, and they have the most money. They, these teams have the most money because of their football success. And but, they were able to start if paying you put, players. If you, put an equal, if you put an equal salary cap on them, then one team, say, let's use uh, let's use Arkansas as an example. Arkansas and Alabama, if they both have – I'm just throwing out a random number. Do not jump on me because it's too high. Let's just say they have a million dollars to spend per year, Okay. If Alabama okay. and Arkansas each have that, and Alabama has paid all these guys, well, and they don't have any room, I think it actually, I think it goes opposite of what you're saying. I think that it opens up room for Arkansas to pay some higher tier guys and get some better players and even it up. But then, but then you have you have the guys who can pay the salary, the the 
the teams who can pay the who can pay who they can use all the salary, and then you have the teams who can't. And the bottom feeder teams, the group of five teams, will turn into nothing. It will turn into they will turn into Division Two, and Division Two will turn into Division Three, and Division Three will turn into Division Four. You're just creating a large division in the smaller and bigger schools because there's there's no way that these smaller schools are able to the same amount that these group of five schools are. And if you're saying put a cap on it, how low the caps would have to be to fit these smaller schools' needs, it, it, it would be essentially the stipend. It would be – they'd be getting paid like the stipend. I agree with you, and I, I think you're 100% right. And I hate to I, I hate to shit on the party, Alex, but I think in the next 10 to 15 years, you're going to see the Power Five break away anyway. I don't think so. I think I think that's been said for a little while, and I mean we're still there. I think group of five. I think actually group group of five teams. I think power five will just get bigger. I think that's as as you have group of five powerhouses. I think they'll just move into the power five, and it'll just keep on. The, the I group agree. Of five is almost like I, a feeder. I, group of five I agree. Is almost I just think power five. Go ahead. Go ahead. The group of five is almost like a feeder to the power five, and I think it'll it'll continue to be that way. But it won't be that way if if we started paying players and giving a giving a salary cap for teams because no players will be in the group of five. They would just all be in at, at the power five, and then there is no more feeder group of five than in these universities that you're talking about. And some of these group of five universities have make all most of their revenue off football. That revenue will go down increase like in, incredibly. We have a good thing going right now with the way we pay college players. We have a great thing going with the way college athletes are done. You you literally you go to school for free, you get paid like you're at a job and you pl- and you play football. Okay. If you're good enough, you go and you make millions upon millions upon millions. I don't think they have a bad deal the way it works out right now. Now I understand they're they're making so much money for their school and that's why I believe there should be some kind of stipend, but there is no real fair way to do it to where all players get paid the same. Right now, they just pass that players to make money off their uh, name and likeness, which I I hate to tell you, if you think that salary cap is going to break up the power, what the hell do you do, think is going to happen? Wait, wait, when I, the, I was, when I, What do you think is going to happen when the Camaro dealership in Tuscaloosa starts saying, hey, if you come speak for five minutes, we'll give you a Camaro? I mean, this is gonna it's going to go to shit fast. This name, image, okay. and likeness was was the wrong way to do it. They should have had a universal rule where, hey, you can pay them X amount of dollars instead of saying, hey, you can go to – now they're saying, hey, you can go to speaking events and make money, which, let me tell you, the boosters and the people that donate money to the University of Alabama or, and the University of Clemson are going to start paying a lot of money for said players to come do, quote, speaking events. But they you can't think... do that to recruits. They can't do that to recruits. Huh? They can't. They can't. Recruits can't make money. Like uh, the people they're trying to recruit, the high school kids can't make money. You can only make money once you're yeah, in college. They sure, can't. they sure can't. But they see Tua Tagovailoa making a million dollars to go speak for ten minutes. They say, "Hey, I better get my ass on down to Tuscaloosa." That I was finishing my I was finishing my point, and that I think it's already splitting with the name, image, and likeness. And I think that that's more. I think it. I think that's better, like because you can't in football. You don't have to play. They can say no. This university is already paying you enough. You don't have to play. Whereas I think if you stop someone from using their own name, their own who they are to make money, just because they have a they have value, 
then it starts getting a little unfair. It starts getting very unfair, actually. But So that's the way to do it. That's the best fair way to do it. And is it going to bridge a gap? Yes. And am I sad about that? Oh, completely. I'm 100% sad about that because I like the way college football is now, and it's already very top-heavy. But nonetheless, I think players should be able to make money off who they are. I mean, if I was a player, I would be pissed that I can't – that my school – I play I play football for them and they own me. They I cannot use my oh, name. Oh yeah, Trevor for Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence should be pissed that he can't go out and do speaking events and make a hundred thousand dollars for an hour's worth of work. Yes, he should. I I agree. I I don't know what the best way to pay him is. I don't think it's the NIL, the name, image, and likeness. You do. I think it's some sort of salary cap. But regardless. They deserve to be paid. They're they're starting to get paid. I believe it's next year. I, I think it goes into effect in 2021. I could be wrong on that, so don't quote me. But um, either way, regardless, they're about to, huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. E- either way, uh, college college athletes are about to start getting paid, and I I think it's gonna certainly uh broaden the gap between the the power five teams and the group of five teams. I don't think it'll only broaden the gap between power and group of five. I think it'll broaden the gap between just huge teams in the power five and not huge teams in the power five. You use the, you I agree use the example well. of Kansas and Clemson. Uh, it's going to be even a bigger gap than it is right now between Kansas and Clemson. And I'm sad about that because this is going to genuinely ruin. Uh, it's going to – it won't ruin because college football has a lot of very close – like die-hard college football fans, so it will not ruin it, but it will definitely make because My now, I mean, it's is, just... Go ahead, go ahead. It, it's already, when we watch football, it almost already seems like, well, who's going to win it this year, Alabama or Clemson? We have 300 teams, but we know there's probably, or however many teams there is, but we know there's about two or three that could actually win the national championship, and I hate the way that is. And it's just going to get more like that, increasingly, increasing like that, increasingly, you know, top heavy as the players start to get paid. My my question is, and I, I think we've all seen it, especially with cases like the LSU situation and the Ole Miss situation. The fans in the South love their college sports. Will we see some some, some you know no name Power Five teams such as you know Ole Miss, Mississippi State teams down here in the South? that aren't competing right now, will we see the donors pay up and maybe make those teams relevant again? Maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. Because I promise you, buddy, these people down here are crazy about their college football, and they have no problem shelling out some money to make sure that these high-name guys go to their school and compete for their university. They are, but you also got to think, as, as crazy as they are, and as much money as they have, Alabama and Clemson are, are are have even more. I mean, they have even more money to work with. It's just the way it works. Like, these smaller teams will never have the money to play with that the bigger teams will, and that's the problem. Ever. They won't ever. There's no way, unless they become a dynasty themselves, there's no way they will have the money that the other teams have to play with. But with that being said, uh, I hope somehow NCAA football would return, even though I read a blog, I read an uh, article about that. It's basically impossible. Anyways, uh, 
jumping in, that's about as much as we can say on paying college athletes. Everyone has a different opinion on it. I just think it's going to water down the the competition because we love college sports so much because there's so much competition, so much heart going at it because these guys aren't millionaires. And once we turn them into millionaires, once we turn them into making crazy amounts of money, then it's just not going to be it's not going to be the same. You're not going to have the same lure that you had of college football. It's just going to be the NFL with worse players. Let, let me say one more thing before we move on, and then we're going to have to get the uh, the next topic in quick. But, you know, you made the point that the, the smaller schools in the Power Five will never have the money that the Alabamas and Clemson have. That's the beautiful thing about this NIL, and that's the one thing that I support, is that the schools themselves are not paying them. So regardless – of how much that school is bringing in, it doesn't matter. It's all about the people around the school, the donators and the bad and the, I almost said the bag men, but uh, the boosters. With that being said, I think we're going to move into the to some NBA talk. It has been announced that the NBA might looking at a July thirty first. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. A July thirty first return with twelve teams. How many teams? 22. 22. 22 teams. With 22 teams, I would assume, I I heard that it's going to be the eight from, the eight right now from the Western Conference, eight right now from the Eastern Conference, and then any team that is within five or five and a half games of the eighth spot in each conference will also get get a bid to play. So, the way it works is they'll play, I think, 10. I think it's 10 games the rest of these teams play, and then there will be some kind of bracket, some kind of tournament for some of the playoff spots. Sounds about right to me. I, I, I've looked that it was 22 teams. They're having a board with the – I mean, excuse me, they're having a vote with the Board of Governors on Thursday, I do believe, where Adam present his – um, plan as far as it goes. I know that July 31st is the target date, and it came out today that Adrian uh, Wojnarowski tweeted today that the NBA Game Seven, the NBA Finals Game Seven, would be scheduled for October 12th. So that's about as late as it'll go is October 12th. So July 31st, October 12th. That's a that's a lot of basketball to get in in two and a half months if you're only using one venue. So I'm interested to see. What how, how they're going to do this because I, I I know that they plan to play in Orlando, but are there multiple arenas that they're going to use in Orlando? I'm sure I would assume. So, I I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm excited that we're getting something back. I I know that it's it's been a long time without sports, and the MLB is still just shitting the bed right now. I think that they're getting I- closer to a. I think they're getting closer to a um, to a resolution, but they're still just way far apart on that number of games. I know that the MLB, the owners want 50 to 60 games, and the players want over 100. I would kind of like it if the MLB just disbanded and said, well, no one watches this crap anyway, let's just disband. With that being said, <laughs> with that being said, uh, I can't wait for Damian Lillard to be dropping bombs all over the well, court. Dame ain't gonna play. Uh, no, Dame said he would play as long as as long as he had they had a real shot at playoffs, and they do with the new announcement that came out and the way they're gonna 
the way they're going to get the playoffs work. But if I was Damian Lillard, this could, this could be a whole topic in itself. But if I was Damian Lillard, I would say, hell no, I'm not playing a couple of games when I have no clue to no chance at playoffs too. I'm the I'm the lifeblood of this entire team. I agree. I'm not I'm not downing him for it, but but I didn't know if they had a I didn't know exactly how many games outside that eight plate spot were they. How many are they? Four or five? Uh, no, I think they're three and a half. Well, that's doable in ten games. Yeah, well, and and there's going to be some way that they do a bracket, like I said, to decide. Like it's not just in ten games whoever's front. It it, it they have some kind of bracket to do. I don't know exactly how it works. I know there's some type of bracket in play to how you get in the playoffs too. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'm I'm ready for Thursday to see what all comes out. With that being said, guys, I think that is the end for Alex and Steven and the fact. Uh, thank you guys for watching. We talked about a lot of stuff, a lot of, you know, bit really heavy stuff today. And uh, But thank you guys for watching. Make sure to support us in every way. Anchor.com, you can find the link anywhere. If you don't, If you don't know how to find this link, you can Instagram DM me at Alex Seguini. That's A L E X S E G H I N I, and I will I will point you in the right direction. Or you and make sure to go follow our Instagram at T W S N underscore the facts. T W S N underscore T H E F A C T S. Thank you guys for watching. This has been great. Make sure to go to Anchor and support us. You know, give us a monthly donation. Just shows us you you're enjoying the show. We will see you guys next time. This has been a big one. Peace out. Peace out. Thank you for taking the time to listen in to our podcast produced by the Right Way Sports Network. Subscribe to our channel for more awesome content and follow us on social media on Instagram at TWSNet, on Twitter at TWSNet, and on Facebook at the Right Way Sports Network. And remember, there's only one way to get your sports news and updates, and that is the right way.